wanna go down to the deep end and get back what's gone round and you've been keeping down the aisles between the rows. Once again, Movie Mayhem Podcast. Your boys, Matt. Brian. And uh, it's been a while, Brian. It's been a little bit. December, apparently, is a very busy month for both of us. Yeah. It's, uh, especially this year, it was tough to, to keep things going. But. And, yeah. And there was a couple movies that came out that we will not review or talk about. <laughs> because Spider-Man's been done to death. We yes. get it. We get it. It There's was awesome. Spider-Man in it. Yeah. Uh, Nightmare Alley, no one really cared about. I saw it. Nice. Movie. Okay, good to know. Good movie. Uh, then there was another movie that came out by the end of the month mm-hmm. that really split the world. And we're kind of going to talk about that movie. Sing 2. Yeah, Sing 2. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't as good as the original. But Never then again, is. I think the creators were like, oh, I can't believe they're going to make us do a Sing 2, even though we didn't want to do a Sing 2. Yeah, the meta commentary there yeah, was very we'll clear. let's make a really bad one yeah. <laughs> just to be like funny about it. Yeah. Oh, and also, uh, Matrix. Oh, uh, Matrix. Uh, rebooted. Oh, the Matrix rebooted. Rebooted. Reloaded. Um, Reja- redacted. Redacted. It was the regurgitated. Uh, re- yeah. Res- revelation. Rev- no. Revolutions. No, that was the third one. Re- Resurrection. Resurrection. That was it. Yes. That was it. There it is. Uh, yeah. The tw- on the twenty first anniversary of the Matrix. Actually, I don't know if it's on the day, but I will tell you what is on the day. Well, our seventh anniversary. That's right. When we're recording this, not when we're posting it. Right. Uh, it would be seven years since we started gracing the airwaves of people's pockets, I guess. That's what pocket podcasts are. Pocket broadcasts, I think that's what it's called now. Yeah, like, like Pokemon. That. Yeah, like Pokemon. Yeah. Um, but this won't cost you $3.5 million to fuck up. It'll only cost you nothing. Yes. Uh, and with us, you know you're getting the real deal because yeah. who would ever imitate us? That's right. Uh, yeah. No one. Uh, actually, because we, a long time ago, realized we're not movie reviewers. We are film conversationalists. Yeah, which means we don't trust our own opinions enough. <laughs> exactly. to, our opinions are so fucking <laughs> wildly like, bad. with other people. We're just talking about a movie. Yep. And today we're going to talk about a movie with somebody that's always down to talk about movies. Yeah, on our seventh anniversary, we got to bring in our, our boy who, from the jump... From the jump, has, has always... been saying he's created the show. Yes, let's take credit for our show. He put it on his fucking like, LinkedIn profile. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> all his dating it's apps. It's on his resume. Yeah. Like, what's this? I don't think so. Yep, and this is a movie that he, all seven years he's been trying to get us yeah. to review. All seven. You've also been trying for all seven years for us to do it. Yeah. I was okay. You're with never doing, against it. I was never there was against it. There was always something else. Yeah. You, to we, review. It was always one of those like or oh, to talk about. I should like say. Like we we're always gonna come back to it. Yeah. And just it like was the, always gonna be there. Right. And just like the marketing for the 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 new movie, let's go back. Yeah. <laughs> to, to where it all started. To where it all started. So, uh, friend of the show, 
Uh, Mike DeQuats, how you doing, buddy? Hey, how's it going, guys? Uh, it's so wild to see this podcast grow from what I built it as into <laughs> what it is today. Yeah, how you drew it up. Out of the it five other podcasts that came out <laughs> yeah. in the seven years, the you're one successful one. This one stayed. <laughs> I took credit for a lot of them. Uh, you know, the Parks Department, mm. that was that mine, had too. someone else's name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, totally still mine. <laughs> um, blanking on the other ones. Top Drawer Gaming. Top yeah, drawer all, gaming. It just sounds like we're just insulting our friend Andrew. But <laughs> That's true. He, we consistently only had one show. Yeah. And then there was just other that people. Yeah, just kind of the pick last uh, pick, pick last, last pod- podcast that right. you know one that I also founded. Um, yeah. You know anything that came underneath the movie mayhem umbrella, all started from underrated heroes which is what i founded so the umbrella starts Good, at the top you, which I'm, is me i'm glad you're going to take responsibility for underrated heroes oh yeah because you really let that blog go to waste i, I was did. about to say it seems like the more of a hand you have in a project the more likely it is to die uh, well this one's pretty successful and i have my hand on is it successful? almost every episode yeah. <laughs> yeah. i mean i do the numbers yeah. <laughs> but you know what was no, successful i'm the Matrix. So, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, I will say I'm very proud of you guys. Oh, uh, okay. You know, for as long as you guys have been doing this, uh, it's it's been incredible to watch um, and, and see. Yeah. You know. Well, the thing is, we'd be do these conversations. Conversations we'd be having anyway. Right. It's just Brian hits record first. So yeah. Sometimes sure. I forget. Oh yeah, we've had those. <laughs> we've all yeah, we've also made every mistake in yeah. the past seven years that a podcaster can make. I always love like the thing because I I do all of our social media stuff, mm-hmm. and I love when I see like some podcast things that come up. To, like, oh, what's the hardest thing about podcasting? Like, oh god, I don't want to talk about that. Yeah, remember to press record. Remember to save and. <laughs> Finding things to talk about after a while. And, yeah. Uh, having the right microphone. Having microphones. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, you remember the first like year and a half, we didn't have a real microphone. No. We had the iPod, uh, the, I- the iPad microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and then you bought a microphone that plugged into the iPad. Yes. Yep. Um, and that's how you guys rented off of an iPad. And then yeah. slowly but surely, the laptop came into play. I then external laptop. microphones plugged into the laptop. Yep. Then two microphones. Then yep. three microphones. Then three. So back yeah. down back to one. And then back down to one right now. Consolidating. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just the nature of things. You know, as you get into a hobby, you start to put more into it. But, right. um, but you know what? On the, our seventh anniversary, the last thing people want to hear about is it, us. Is how hard we work on this very poor, <laughs> this very mediocre show. Exactly, it's disheartening. It's so really hard yeah. to give you so little. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, honestly, we, it Here, would be the same thing we're doing. Also, here's the one thing I will say: if anyone is podcasting or going to think about podcasting, and you're starting here for some unknown reason, <laughs> um, it is also good to have a sense of humor about yourself. I won't yeah. lie, we have had good months where we've like our stats were crazy and it's like, wow, that's pretty cool. And we have had some dry years. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, six of them. Six, oh, and, a half six of them. and a half dry years really took off in 2019 and then, and then, the pandemic and then 2020. <laughs> I thought it would be great, but <laughs> apparently uh, no one was going to work anymore. Yeah. But um, I will say one thing that I that I will agree, and especially working with, with Matt over here and uh, a lot of the guests that do come in never like kill yourself over the scheduling mm. because people have lives. Podcasting is just an extra thing you do. Mm-hmm. It's more important to be friends than it is to be podcasting. 
Like I love I love doing this. Yeah. But if you're beat from work and I'm like I'm not gonna push you to be like oh you know we got a tight deadline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we gotta, gotta get at least one movie review and right, two right. two episodes we got to talk bullshit. Right. It's yeah. like no it's you can't. Uh, I don't want to sound like a dick. Don't yeah. If you miss an episode or two, it's fine. It's more important important to be mentally healthy and rested for another day because yeah. then your friends will get they'll be a little bit more resentful because if people like it's unfortunate like we have to travel and stuff to get yeah. Matt doesn't live down the block from me anymore. I know, which was like prime Matt life. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> preparation is also something that's uh, yeah, we don't prep. Oh, no, 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 like we really like, just started watching in, movies together this past year. <laughs> no, like I, I meant I meant in the sense of like. If you guys have a day where Matt's not super busy, like you guys don't have a problem recording like back to back episodes right. just to well, keep yeah. one yeah. that's usually, not time yeah. sensitive, or like, yeah, or like if you know yeah. Matt's not going to be here and you don't have one in the wings, like you know that you could rely on certain people to just come and yeah. hang out you've, and watch you've a movie. You filled in, yeah. Uh, that's pretty much it. You filled in, yeah. yeah I'm yeah, honorary guest uh, host. Nick filled in a couple times. They just never didn't record. I like to bring Mikey in because my terrible opinions look much better in comparison to his. Sure, <laughs> very sure. rude. Everybody always comments on my opinions. They definitely comment. They definitely, <laughs> say, <laughs> they definitely say something. Yeah. But if you really want to see where Mikey stands, go follow his letterbox. Yeah, oh, yeah, uh, yeah. That's we'll right. plug that at the end of the episode. But I will recommend if everybody wants to check it out. He does do a lot of reviews there, and uh, yeah, I did every movie that I watched in 2021 was logged um, and put in a diary for it. Mm-hmm. Um, did 116 movies, That's I think. A lot, it's a lot. Of and I think two of them were re, three of them were rewatches. Wow, yeah, you really cultured yourself. Yeah, yeah, I, you know, I did I my mean, best. Yeah, I, 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 we are on little letterbox too. Mm-hmm. Uh, by which that Matt has entrusted me to write full-length <laughs> reviews of movies. This is the first I'm hearing about this. <laughs> <laughs> which, like, is because, which is funny because it's just basically one sentence like, it was good. <laughs> it wasn't that good. <laughs> it's a fine movie. <laughs> but, uh, but yes, you, we'll, we'll plug uh, the letterboxes a little bit later, mm-hmm. which I know Mike, you pro- probably already reviewed this movie on his letterbox. Uh, I did. Oh, I have to. You're right. I have to review this. Yeah, I watched oh. it in... Uh, uh, May, May 6th. May 6th. And I rated it five stars. Yeah. There you go. May, May 2nd, I did The Raid and The Raid 2. Then I watched uh, John Wick the yep. same day that I watched The Matrix. Just, Easy, relaxing movies. Yeah. yeah. But now let's, since we've wasted our first ten minutes Sorry. about, you know, glad-heading ourselves. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about 1999's mm. surprise hit, The Matrix. I mean, it doesn't get more influential than the matrix i you could say that there's so many aspects of movie making of action of just our culture that are embodied and uh you know just almost like one-to-one just determined by this movie you know people who have never seen the matrix know so much about the matrix Mm -hmm. because it Mm -hmm. just pierced through our entire the way we view movies and the way we live our lives. This uh, like, yeah. I, I go hard for the Matrix. Yeah, uh, yeah these these two gentlemen. Uh, this isn't the first time we watched the Matrix together. Mm-hmm. I think we watched the Matrix together in different formats. Mm-hmm. Like we watched it yes without 
a podcast in mind. We also watched it on that very short-lived Netflix party, mm-hmm. and now we've watched it with the, the podcast in mind, and we've all seen it, like, a thousand times. A thousand times, yeah. Um, I, going into, I would say, last year, not a huge Matrix guy. Mm-hmm. Like, I liked it, mm-hmm. but I didn't have this, it didn't have hold the same reverence as it still does for you guys, right. who legit almost broke my furniture when they, <laughs> when they fucking walked into a lobby. Yeah. So, like, me, and, me and Matt, we weren't sitting next to each other, but there would have been a lot of brobos. Yeah, lot of we technically fire. were sitting next to each other. Yeah, yeah but not, you know, not, you know, not, not on range. the same couch, yeah, you know, not in robo range. <laughs> yeah. I had to fucking, like, move all the way over we and stretch. <laughs> I can't do that. Yeah. Matt literally could have just picked up the chair and moved it closer to you. <laughs> yeah, Matt, Matt, why didn't we do that? That's a good question. You said I kept elbowing your wall. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I almost put a hole in it. But, I mean, it's got... So, uh, we were, like, what, seven when this movie came yeah, out? Yeah, uh, we just got some briefly. So, which means I probably yeah. watched it around eight, nine, yeah. you know, when it came out on, on VHS... Like, like like you, you said you got it on VHS. Uh, the first time I did right? see it, my brother rented it from Blockbuster Video, uh, and it was on VHS. Yeah, and this so you was watched my first R-rated movie, and Bro, I saw see, it in theaters with my That's crazy. Yeah, I yeah, can imagine nice. seeing yeah. this in theaters. Just the amount of fucking, like, yeah. I info understand. and shit yeah. getting thrown at me, and say, I'm, like, not paying attention, and then action happens, yeah. and I'm like... Holy shit. <laughs> I was going to say, I didn't understand shit, yeah. you know, but, yeah. oh, man. There's few things you could understand. Right. Uh, definitely, it's still, like, like the action is very universal. Mm-hmm. That you could still mm-hmm. kind of, like, you could tell st- the story alone through the action. Yeah, exactly. But then there is also the philosophical and the metaphorical aspect of this movie. Right. And some of that, you know, I think I can wrap my mind around that generally now, but to say I have a full understanding, I'd be lying yeah. because... Well, first of all, I think there's you know flaws in it, right. you know. So I, I don't think it's a it's a completely sound idea. But also, it's just a very complicated movie with a lot of subtext, and sometimes the subtext is very overt, and other times you're not really sure if you're if they put down what you're picking up, right? You know. So um, like it, it, for that, it has like that. What I've always said about Star Wars mm-hmm. is that, like, after, like, George Lucas did not have anything planned out. Yeah. After mm-hmm. the first, like, before the first, it was just, it was a kid, he's fighting a gal, he's fighting a, the Nazis, and that's it. Like, that's all he had planned out. It wasn't, right. like, the super, like, in depth world. And with the Wachowskis, I feel like with this movie, they were like, okay, well, we have a pretty basic idea of, like, philosophies and things we want to talk, talk about, mm-hmm. but we can't. We'll just give a little taste and we'll see what happens. Right. But then it just turns into this juggernaut thing. People made those leaps. Yeah, people like... Like the red pill, blue pill business. The... Oh man, well that went into a whole other yeah, direction. That, that really lost the plot. But yeah, seriously. But there's a lot of like, there's Christianity in here. There's this the whole Y two K scare happening mm-hmm. in there. Mm-hmm. There's this idea of just you know capitalism and and you know industrialization and like that turned into like a horror kind of, uh, in here. There is the movie as inspirational as it is. It's extremely inspired. Mm-hmm. You know, both on a again like. A, a narrative standpoint and like you said a philosophical and also just a visual standpoint like there's so many like there's a lot of like anime from from Japan that that um, that this movie takes from like what was it like blue something uh 
Um, not a yeah zero. I'll, I'll look it up at some point. Blue and... Lagoon. <laughs> yes, the creature from the Blue Lagoon. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, Blue Lagoon was with Brooke Shields, I think. But uh, to go before we go on, the movie was made for as IMDb is saying it yep. is made for an estimated sixty three million dollars in nineteen sixty three. In but that was nineteen ninety eight, nineteen ninety nine money, so that would be worth like seventy eight billion dollars now. Mm-hmm. Um, opening weekend, it made twenty seven point seven million dollars. Kind of came in a little bit under, wow. but gross and then worldwide, it made four hundred and sixty-six million dollars. Four hundred. Okay, there so you go. So it, it really turned around, I think, because no one knew what it was going into it, mm-hmm. and you know, the, the trailers weren't that great. They didn't really sell it. They didn't really because they couldn't really sell it. They right? Because well, you, how do you wrap your head around that? Ghost right? in the Shell. Ghost in the Shell. That's it was it. Ghost in the Shell. Okay. We we did we Ghost did, in the Shell. We yeah, we did. Yeah. The, yeah. Do you guys did the live action one or did you? No, guys no, we did the an, yeah. we did the cartoon and anime. We did the anime. And, the cartoon uh, will get you shot around these parts, all right? right. No one listens to us, bro. Nick will come here on Friday and like throw him beat down. I don't think. I don't think Nick is that. Is that. Um, no, he is because he's very serious when I call Avatar an anime. Oh, I think thing. it is because it's but not he's Japanese. like, no, is, yeah, that exactly. the Nick, is that the Nickelodeon Avatar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the Nickelodeon yeah, yeah. Avatar. Oh, okay. It's a good show. You should watch. It's it. a great. It's a um, fantastic show. Everyone's telling me you like cartoons. It's a I good do cartoon. like cartoons, it's, do you, but I feel like as I got older, the cartoons I like are a little bit more like self-aware. Mm. Like I, I mean, The Simpsons obviously is The Simpsons, but like. The Venture Brothers and shit yeah. like that. Like, it's a little bit more like. Well, it's not that. It's not that. It's no. not that. It's a, it, it's it yeah. lives in his story. Um, okay. Yeah, but anyway, the Matrix. Yeah, and just the visual ideas of like plugging in and this 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 right. di- like city that is, it's dystopian, but then like in this dream world, it's, uh, it, it's yeah, thriving, it's... but that dystopian like idea of like isolation within like uh within. Yeah, what's real, man? Like, yeah. yeah, and it's amazing how they uh, like. And the, I, one of the reasons I love New York City, uh, as and why I love living there so long is that even though you're surrounded by thousands of people at any given time, like you still manage to feel have like feel alone because you you don't know any like yeah. every, all the faces change. Yeah, and for me that was re- I really appreciated that. Mm. You know, I liked having that anonymity and nobody's like nobody knows who I am and I and I. You know, it was it was very it was a kind of serene and kind of peaceful for me, um, despite the hustle and bustle. Right. And they kind of turned that on its head here, where even though, like these people are surrounded by all these hundreds of people that are plugged in, just the awareness of what's going on on that level just kind of separates them. And so in this movie, it feels like they are the only like five or six people in the world, right? Who you know, know what's actually going because mm-hmm. they don't right. interact with any other. Right person, it's not like they like run into like, you have your uh, your whatever you call those fucking people in the beginning, the 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 punk people like the neo cells that gives them like the the laser disc. The oh goths. yeah yeah the yeah. Goths. Yeah. That's the only people that talk mm-hmm. after like, and then like after he gets interrogated by this by the agents. That's it. Yeah. There's no you never real like see, you never interact with a person again. Yeah. Yeah. At least a person that's plugged in still. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So and just the idea of like plugging in and this how the how just the metaphor of like living in a dream world going through your day to day and this and like again this largely developed and first world capitalist like societal structure the peak of human civilization the peak of human as they call it themselves 
Sydney, Australia. I can't argue. I can't argue. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but just like the idea of you going through your life with like, and again, Neo's like boring office job. Right. He's making his money and, you know, just being kind of crushed by that weight. Yeah. And freeing yourself from that in a way that, you know, we we can't really fathom. We right. can't do that because, because we have never life. been presented with that yeah. option. Yeah. Right, no one's come in and told us, like, hey, there's this other world I'm about to plug you out of, you know, and, and right. no one's given us that option. Um, uh, world of Warcraft is my yeah. option, <laughs> right, Matt? I mean, that's actually a very interesting point, because, like, you've played a lot of World of Warcraft. There's been people who've played a ton of World of Warcraft, but they've kind of associated that as... Real life. Thing. Real life. Yeah. And kind of it like... is, it's the same kind of mentality. Uh, one of my favorite books, um, Ready Player One. Mm. Um, it's the same sort of same thing. Deal, where right? it's, favorite book, know. shitty movie. Yeah. Come on. You don't have to lie. I don't think it's a shitty movie. You don't have to have that conversation. I, I think it's definitely worse than the book, but it's not a bad movie. But the idea is that you're plugging in yes. to this like yes. world to escape your reality, right? And you're living your life... like. So, you know, in, in that, in Ready Player One, it's like the Oasis. And the only thing that's kind of different from the Oasis, um, and then in like World of Warcraft, is like you could actually make a real living in the Oasis than mm-hmm. in, in current day real life World of Warcraft. Like, you really can. It's not feasible. There was a um, time, though, where you could like do raids for people and get gear for people and right. make, yeah, some money, make some money yeah, that way. Yeah, but that, it's always been like not reliable and mm-hmm. shady and right, like in right. the sense of not reliable, like at any point your account could get shut down for that. Mm-hmm. But like the Oasis, that kind of world that I would more kind okay. of associate to the Matrix is where people could go in there, escape from reality, earn a living right. and like not have to worry about like the economy of it was like built into it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's so it's funny because that's kind of the opposite of what the Matrix is. Yeah. Do you, you know think it I mean? would? It's like a staged evolution. Like it starts with like the Oasis. Like it's like the first like the the, the fetal stage is World of Warcraft. Then it goes to the Oasis and like, well, you know, you don't have to live in a shitty trailer park. You can live in this <laughs> yeah, this yeah. Oasis pod where you can continuously be on the. Oh yeah, that sounds pretty good. And just constantly just like yeah, that's yeah, how it, it goes evolves. like Wally, and then it goes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like connected to tubes that just like shovel food down your throat yeah. and like liquid and you just like just yeah. stay in the right. pod that's, that's how like the a... machine traps us and in we'll our clean own, the uh... earth while you guys are locked away in your oasis pod and they just i would take that honestly yeah i would do that yeah well, i mean i don't play enough video games. i mean I'm, I'm of course jumping to a conclusion but like yeah i mean that honestly sounds like a better option than where we're going right now <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> which like... is we're all miserable and the planet's dying so yeah. <laughs> and there aren't any good video games out there and, <laughs> and anna told me that apparently canada and the uk are both under the impression that within the next five years the united states is going to become under a dictatorship oh, and like mm-hmm. they actually think that that's going to happen and mm-hmm. i'm just like cool yeah i can fucking see it but like i hope fucking hope not, <laughs> hope not. yeah that would that would be rough <laughs> so who knows who knows <laughs> great just talking real positive about <laughs> the matrix uh let's, yeah let's go back to so a robot overlords huh what's up with them huh? yeah so <laughs> it, as it happens we created artificial intelligence yeah as the movie has to tell us is what ai stands yes. for classic movie trope yeah and uh they did with EMP too. Yep. You mean electromagnetic pulse? Oh, yeah. Classic movie sorry. trope. Yeah, sorry, sorry. and it's it's a trope that they have to say it because people watching the movies are dumb. They didn't. Yeah, and they some don't people expect. Don't. Maybe in '99 we couldn't, but didn't yeah. the movie AI 
come out around that time. <laughs> and also Terminator a War and Games. a bunch of other things. Yeah. Yeah. War Games came out in the 80s. Yeah. There's so artificial intelligence is not a new concept. No. But in any case, um, yeah, we created robots. Robots developed to the point where um, humans felt threatened by it, started a war. And through through the, that war progressing, the sun was blotched out, our world was destroyed, and humans were driven into an underground uh, society. At least the remainders of, right. of humanity, while the rest were are now being farmed to serve as uh, a sort of source and now of you were, power for the, this robot society. You were you were telling us beforehand about the difference between like the. Uh using humans as a battery and using humans as more of a CPU. Right, so in the movie, Morpheus uses a battery as the metaphor for how the computers utilize humans and grow us in fields, but it doesn't really it doesn't really justify why we need a simulated dream world to do that. You can keep us catatonic and feed on us that way. Right. Right? But the original script had it as we were more function as the CPU of the machine world mm-hmm. where our brain activity um, uh, that going through the that is stimulated by the matrix is instead um, you know uh, uh, the instead activate uh, operates as a CPU for this machine high find okay. but they the studio figured that concept was a little bit uh, I would have loved out to there have, I would have loved to have seen that pitch meeting <laughs> of like the the first matrix it's just like if if you've seen the the new matrix and they they've kind of just explained like they showed what their the experience was with with the studio executives like yeah. that's mm-hmm. legit been like no matter what how far you've seen that movie like the annoying like other people yeah that's what they were the Wachowskis were going through but just imagine mm-hmm. in 1997 or whatever when they pitched this movie and the people at Warner Bros like uh so <laughs> Uh, they used their not for who bad, bad robot people <laughs> right. goop. I like I like the idea of like their pitches essentially just saying like this is like the alternative timeline if Skynet actually took over the world. Yeah, if Skynet like, won. Yeah, if Skynet yeah. won and took over the world, like it, that's it what the Matrix as was. As long as the Terminator oh, yeah. for them to win, we wouldn't still be fighting in twenty five hundred. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, but yeah, it, it's. Uh, it's an it's an interesting concept, yeah. right? And it and it kind of creates this idea of you know the machine, and it's that and the obvious metaphor there of like the machine and we're just cogs in the wheel and, yeah. until we wake up and red pill, blue pill, you know that. And then and now it's it's I kind of cringe when you uh, d- discuss that metaphor because people legit think that way and they politicized it as well. Too. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. now now like the whole red pill thing is waking up from I guess social norm. Um, and respectability. Guys, I yeah. just want to say the N word and jokes to work it. Yeah, you know, that's all I want to do. I just want to put women. Me. I just want to put women in their place. You know. Yeah. Uh, I so. just do not like. Yeah. So that I <laughs> these that people who is... wants the sequel rights as me. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that concept's yeah been yeah. been distorted now, in a rough way. Look, here's the thing about this movie. We could talk about this. We could literally break down every single. Sh- it's shot for a movie that has no real like landscape shots. Uh, it's more industrial sh- shots uh, done by Bill Pope, who just recently did Shang Chi, and it was amazing. Uh, and it was amazing, and he fucking shot the action uh, so beautifully. And there's some shots that you guys were just—you were still like going nuts about. Yeah. It. Oh, but twenty yeah, years later. Yeah. No, it's still one of those movies where it's like 
it's one of those movies where like I could just be like, all right, like I know this scene, I know this. Scene. Oh my god! Yeah. Oh my god! And then it's like back. It's like oh, okay, you know this scene's fine. Like whatever. Cool. Oh my which dude. One, which one would you say is one? Like I know it's tough to be like on the spot, but to we pick just, one to pick one. But like you were very impressed by the rotating camera where the group just shows up. Yeah. Uh, that they phoned in. The phone. You did you, in, in the walls. You brought up one where there's a kind of like a. Like a snap, like a yeah, like a like a hard pan, right? Um, to like emphasize all the freaky things that were going on in his uh in his when before he was like awoke, like wake it woke yeah, up when uh when yeah, he got the cell phone yeah and immediately started ringing and the camera just shifts Shit. in like a really like yeah. dramatic way dramatic yeah. way yeah well I think that that's a visual cue that now so once he got that phone and it shifted now nothing's the same so yeah. it changes like there's certain tricks that cinematographers will use where it's like. Okay, perspective is switched. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. we. Uh, I don't want to bring up because I don't remember, and I'm just kind of went down a hole I didn't want to go down to. But uh, now I'll 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 be mean because we're about to approach the half an hour mark. You got to. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You got to. And I I think I already know where this movie's gonna end up. Because mm-hmm. I'm not an idiot, mm-hmm. even though <laughs> listening to other shows, you could probably tell I am. Uh, which uh, on the count of three, say your favorite action scene. Ooh, okay. It could yeah. be uh, an action, the, the action like set piece, like the full fight. Right. It could be a shot in it, or it could just be like the the setup to it. You know, okay. like you know what I mean, like whatever aspect it is. Okay, I'm ready. So on the count of three. Yep. Say it unbiasedly, just the first one that comes to your head. All right. You're talking about in the movie, right? in, No, not in the movie. The one oh, we just watched. To- uh, <laughs> oh, 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 yeah. <laughs> no, in the movie. In the movie. All right. any, actually, any movie. <laughs> but in the Matrix. In the Matrix. All right, count us down. Okay, ready? Mm-hmm. Three, two, one. Subway, Subway scene. scene. Wow! <laughs> hey, yo! Dude, I was, dude, it was a legit toss-up between the Morpheus Kung Fu fight. The too. training scene? And yeah, the, the, sorry. The, like, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> yeah. the, the training scene with Morpheus and the subway scene, but that mm-hmm. subway scene is just... Like, at that point, they really set up the stakes of that fight, and, like, you know, even after that, where you kind of, where you kind of mentioned... You know, Neo is fucked up at the end of this fight, and then like all of a sudden, Agent Smith comes out in a brand new body off the train, and it's just like he's totally fresh, like he's not hurt, like his glasses are back on. What was it for? And yeah, yeah, literally all that for a drop of blood, <laughs> but there was no drop of blood, right. <laughs> you know. And then it's just like all of a sudden, like it goes to that like kind of like that Jackie Chanish like uphill per- battle again. Yeah. It was a perfectly set up fight scene. I do agree with you because Morpheus said like I there have been smiths that have punched through cement walls. Right. There's been no smiths, one's ever and gone no one's one even on gotten one. any further and he legitimately beat him. beat him. He broke Smith down that he is now like off his off his like normal icy demeanor. Mm-hmm. It gets hit by a train and then when he comes out he's like that back square one, buddy. Yeah, and spoiler for the spoiler for the, for the movie. <laughs> oh no, I was gonna say for the next movie uh-huh. because in the Matrix Reloaded, you see that Smith is on his own and he's not yeah. like an, a typical agent anymore. anymore. Like he's yeah. not a part of the system because he kind of realizes that their way of doing things wasn't cutting it. So yeah. he added that a is comment. the only Matrix movie I have yet to see is the second one. Uh, second yeah. one is a movie. The first one's really the the one. That's, yeah. That's I saw the third one in the movie theaters because my friend wanted to see it, and mm-hmm. I was like, 
I didn't see the second scene. I don't How think... did you? I yeah, kind of was like heads or tails of any of it. I was like, I guess he's flying now. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the so for its time, the second movie had that really cool car chase that lasted mm-hmm. like thirty minutes. That was great. But it's like I don't think it holds up today as well as any of the fight scenes do in this movie because at some point that movie just became so reliant on CGI. CGI. Kind of like the prequels. Yeah, so like there was like the the whole car chase scene, and then prior to that was the Smiths fight scene where that there was, was like hundreds guy. of Smiths. Mm-hmm. Um, it if you could teleport yourself back into two thousand one or two thousand two, whenever it came out, you could understand like, all right, this was really cool. But like now, I don't think it holds up as well. Yeah, but to to talk about the subway scene, one thing you mentioned um, earlier on, you said that you can take the action scenes all the actions in this movie and tell a story just through that mm-hmm. right and I did say that I am very good that was a very good that <laughs> was a very good take <laughs> very um, smart and we talk we talk about that a lot in the podcast yeah. right? because we are big action fans we are undoubtedly right? a really big act because like, yeah, at the end of the day action is conflict yes and a movie and when you're watching a movie you're watching it for the conflict mm-hmm. you don't want to watch yeah. a movie where everything goes well you know, or or it's like everyone gets along and nothing happens, right? right? Something has to happen. That conflict has to happen, and you know, some some people pull that off very well, and they can they can tell a story through that. And other people, the action there is it's you know it's gratuitous, it's lazily put together. It's not. It's clear that the director didn't like care for the action to be right. uh, an important part of their movie. And they, it's in there for the studio's sake, or they go audience test that they're gonna want to fight. Well, a lot of like Marvel movies now, the action is Feels done before mm-hmm. the director gets a hand, like gets mm-hmm. to do the movie. See? So they're not really brought in to do the action. It's more right. they're brought in to just do the connect the human pieces, parts. which is um, you're right, and that and that's I, I don't think that's the right way to do it. And I think here the Wachowskis were very cognizant of what of one their inspiration for the action scenes because there's again there's a lot of there's a lot of uh john woo there's a lot of crouching tiger there's even like you said a little bit of jackie chan in there a lot of asian cinema influenced like the style of it Mm -hmm. but also they wanted to tell the story of one starting with neo who was completely powerless they go through his training they go through him just barely escaping Making the conscious decision to go back, whipping that ass in the military building, right. you know, and you can see the evolution and transformation of Neo, and that, which is really what the story is about, Neo's evolution and transformation, and you see it, it is reflected in every fight scene, and so why the subway is the best is because one, it climaxes not only Neo's uh, metamorphosis and into his own self belief, right. but also the. The uh, stylization and the and the choreography, of the action improves every time mm-hmm. as well. Okay, you mm-hmm. know, he's able to hang. Yeah, more, um, you know, and then that goes into like the last fight scene in the hallway when you know, obviously that's after certain well, events happen. The um, I uh, the the train the train station scene has the relatively relativity property in it because if Neo can't beat Morpheus, right, but the, the agents could beat Morpheus. They should relatively beat they the shit out of Neo. Neo. Yeah. But now that Neo has been training, realized who he is, right? Realized what he has to do, mm-hmm. can now stand toe to toe with right. an agent. He found his purpose. Yep. He found his identity, and that is what really makes the makes the difference in, in the fight mm-hmm. more so than his technique. Like Morpheus said, like, you, do, do you think me beating you has anything to do with my muscles or or my technique? Or my no, speed. Or yeah. my speed. No, yeah, it's because he believes that he can, and Neo doesn't believe yet. And the movie is about him kind of 
finding this, himself. This movie's a big self-help movie. Yeah. Just believe and in yourself. When you, and when you think about what the Wachowskis are going through at the time, right. the idea of, you know, again, finding out who you really are and changing into that person is something that is... is they, yeah. That they were very clear to put, very intentional about putting in. And they, yeah. those, uh, those two filmmakers do fully believe in everything that they say because, like, you could look at the messaging that there's subtextually in this movie. They have also followed it. I know they recently said that uh, I think was it Lana was the one who just it was no Lily that was off Ma- Matrix Four, mm-hmm. and I think Lana stayed with it. But she mm-hmm. said that. Uh, uh, Neo and Trinity then kind of took on the uh, like represented their parents mm. and represented what they their parents kind of like stood for. I think that's what the interview was saying. So like that's how like the like the spoilers for the Matrix. I mean, Resurrections. yeah, uh, Matrix Res- Resurrections uh, is that like their love kind of powers a lot more than yeah. what they allow, which is a is a great idea and a cool concept, but the execution was very. Very poor. Yeah. Um, in, in my opinion, uh, I don't want to put anybody on anything, but that's how I felt. I felt like they could have done it a little bit better, but that's not what we're going to talk about. Yeah. There could be a whole other review. Whole other, 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 other that movie could have done better. Uh, I just lost my flip. Shit. Are you saying all the... the oh, yeah, the, but like the, the Wachowskis, like with this movie especially, and it's like, it's finding who you are, finding the, your true self, finding your, finding your actual purpose and being... They've done that. Both mm-hmm. of them. They've, you know, they spent their lives as they were cis men, right. but then they knew inside that that's not who they really were. And within the years leading up to it, they've both become took uh, gender reassignment surgery and became women. And and you know, and to that fact that it didn't change, it didn't really change their filmmaking uh, filmmaking viewpoint, but it changed their perspective mm-hmm. overall. Like mm-hmm. every all of their movies now, you have to you can. You can dissect and be like, right. "There's more to the surface than here." And like, right. unf- unlike some other filmmakers who are just like, "I'm happy to get a job." Right. You right. know, with them, exactly. it's like, "Oh, Warner Bros. is going to give us 165 million dollars." Well, there's going to be like 40 different layers, mm-hmm. and you don't know which one's the right one. Right. So, and and that's you know great about the Wachowskis is that they kind of do take these gigantic risks. Yeah, and and you know that was that was one thing that I always respected. Of them, um, you know, when they came out with what was it, Cloud Atlas first, and then the other one, um, Jupiter, Ascending. Jupiter Ascending. Like, they came out with those movies in a time period where like sci-fi fantasy movies were dead. Like, mm-hmm. there wasn't anything of note, and they took their their original story, and they were like, "Let's make this movie." And although I don't think the execution was great on those movies. It was still something original and new, and they tried something that literally nobody else had tried in years. So, like, you know, their perspective when it comes to filmmaking is still something that I think should be held to, like, a high respect. Um, Because I, I, I genuinely think their hearts were in the right place, even though, you know, their execution wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, look, you're not art is subjective, but you know, respect is universal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, you gotta respect the idea that they are like, okay, well, maybe Mila Kunis is the queen of the earth, and <laughs> and Channing Tatum's a flying dog boy. You right, know, right. Let's see what happens with that. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, but or like Tom Hanks and Halle Berry are like go traveling, like, or have love through time, and like what, like right. very, <laughs> very, yeah, yeah. 
very like heady concepts that they're like you know we could try a little something maybe we could put tom hanks in asian prosthetic makeup well let's speaking see what of that let's talk about the casting here let's and how everyone did because we had some amazing performances in oh, this movie yeah. too lordy good lord lawrence fishburne a fish. career defi- the fish a career defining performance second wind career yeah because yes. there was still yeah. a lot of early stuff that yeah, he did. Absolutely, Boys in the Hood. Boys in the Hood. You know, fucking uh, the. I think he was what was the one where he where he where he beat his where he beat his girl? Well, Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. Lawrence Fish- Fishburne has has been that yeah. guy. Lawrence Fishburne, when he was in a movie, he's an actor. He he adds gravitas. Yes, yeah. but then also Hugo Weaving, with fucking uh, one of the most iconic antagonists. Of all time, imposing, yeah, you know, yeah. just cold, threatening, but and and that iciness to him. What I love about it is that he starts off as this cold, boring like person, a representation of like Neo's current life, and then you find out that he is also different from the system. He wants to get out too, and that humanity behind him yeah. is really what drives his villainy. Man, that's he, a, and the, the, his delivery. Yeah, he's oh my he's, god, he's right up there. He's right up there to me as like Sauron. with Darth Vader, yeah, yeah. Sauron, like, Darth Vader. Like there's legitimately Darth Vader, Agent Smith. Like <laughs> I, I'm, I'm being, no, yeah, honestly like, like there's the I T, can't think the of T1000, a movie. One thousand. Yeah, Agent I don't think, Smith. I don't think Darth Vader's that great of a villain, but all right. Well, so who do you? Put I said icon- I said iconic. iconic. I didn't say great. I didn't say like the greatest of all time. Oh. Well, how do you think about Agent Smith as a villain? I think as a, I think yeah, you're right. He is as a character in general. As a character, he's great. I think he's very, you know, measured and cold right. to a point that he he he's like he's like it's gonna sound bad, but he's like a bowl. He's like a a, a pot of soup mm. where it starts out cold and then you heat it up. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah, so it's like oh, he's fucking bubbling at the end where he's right. like, I want to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You people are beneath me. Like his true shit comes like yeah. all that, all like that that salt on the bottom comes rising to the top. Um, I think what's great about him is that he is imposing without being physically imposing, which is makes because it's like, how do you get to tell Lawrence Fishburne right. what to do? Yeah. But it's not like he's like oh just out muscle. It's like no, just better than mm-hmm. you. And it's like it's the confidence, the awareness of like no matter what you do. It isn't gonna end well for you, pal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that it's like, what was that? What was that thing? It's like, you ain't that guy. Yeah, not you're, today. You're not, you're not, not that guy. Not that guy. Not that guy, pal. He's constantly living in that state. Like yeah. millions of these, millions of the runners, or as they were, as they're known, right. could try to go up. So it's like, you're not that guy. Right. Not today. To the point of like, it's almost like I need to get out of here to stop dealing with this bullshit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I need a vacation from this bullshit. But it's because he's so powerful yeah. that it means a lot. When Neo does beat him, yeah, you know what I mean, and that's what a villain's for, right? Right, and that's what made the other agents fucking be like, "Yeah, I gotta go." At the right. end, in the warehouse, in the apartment, when they, yeah, um, when they run. Now, here's a question: What do you think about Keanu Reeves in this movie? Because he's known for we know Keanu is known for his more, I'll blank call it slate. subdued, yeah, blank to be a he's, blank he slate. Is a, he is a he is a vessel for the audience to be a part. Right, of. and when you think that he was going to be Will Smith. Um, ha yeah. what? <laughs> the Matrix, ha Who are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sentinels, what's an EMP? Did you guys see the <laughs> Bel Air uh, reunion? Re- no, the remake that they're going to do. Oh, the oh. dramatic remake that they're doing. Oh, I don't want to. I saw the trailer, I saw a little bit of it where it's like, Carlson's like, these are my people. 
get out of here. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. And then Uncle watch it when you get a chance. Yeah, but Uncle Phil just seems like a dick. Yeah, no, yeah, it like, looks man, wild. Well, a lot of times um, Uncle Phil was. But he dick. was not. Not for spite. He, yeah, no, he yeah. was not a spiteful dick. He was of more course. of a, like, you have to learn. Yeah, of course. Son. You gotta, you gotta yeah, learn today. This seemed like a, he seemed very, like, oh, congratulations, got out of West Philly, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, mm. But now that you think, that, uh, you know, keeping in mind that Keanu usually is not a very expressive performer, what, do you think that his performance worked really well for the movie? Do you think that he was kind of a, a, I, I a think, wet noodle? Like, how do no, you feel No, I think it? with the, the, the style of the movie is, like, if Keanu was in Men in Black, it wouldn't have worked out as well. But in right. the same Will's reason, charisma drove that movie. Right. Yeah. Will Smith could be because he because he's in a world where reacting to something quote unquote like what's normal like you even brought it up before with like the with the people it's it's like you oh, I'm sorry you did when you're t- living in the city where it's like there's stuff going on around you but you're not noticing it because you're more focused on yourself. Mm-hmm. That's. Basically, what Men in Black was like: there's like fifteen thousand aliens living in New York City, but no one notices because they're people are too focused on their own business. Mm-hmm. I think Neo, played by a more uh, what's uh, I don't want to like because Keanu is a very interesting actor to the point of he is so endearing in his aloofness right. that it's just like. You don't want to make fun of him because it seems like it doesn't seem like you're punching down, yeah. but it also seems like you're not getting what he's do, trying to Wait, do. Yeah, so I think I think yeah. that's what the, I think that's what the thing is because there was a time period where people, anytime you heard Keanu, like this is like pre John Wick, mm-hmm. where like if people brought up Keanu Reeves, it was always like people don't on him. people don't love people didn't like Keanu Reeves right. like they do now, yeah. and people can fucking pretend like they did. They didn't, but like. Johnny Mnemonic was a thing. Nobody watched but, Man of Tai Chi. Like, you know, <laughs> 47 Ronin. They weren't with them for 47 Ronin. Yeah. If you yeah. weren't with me for 47 Ronin, you don't deserve me at my John Wick <laughs> The Day the Earth Stood Still remake. You know, yeah. like, yeah, so he did have some movies that, that didn't do well, right. but I feel like a lot of it had to do with the director and, and the writing and not necessarily him. Because, he wasn't a good fit Because for even it. if you go previously, like... I think he was great in Speed. I think he was great in Point, awesome. Break, uh, Point, Point Break. Point Break. Awesome. He yeah. was. I fucking loved him in um, Hardball. I loved him in The Replacements. The Replacements, great. The Replacements was fantastic. He was fucking fantastic in. I gotta say, the hard, Hardball and Replacements are when people were really down on Keanu. They were down hard on well, Keanu. I, but it makes honestly, no sense because he was fucking he fantastic. In the replacements, you know. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of why it works. Yeah, the same yeah. kind of works. But I think I think what you're saying. Well, what I'm picking up from that, I love him in, in those movies too. And I think a lot of it is, I think Keanu works well when there's wild shit happening around him and he's just in over his head. See, I think he could also be the wild card too because uh, like when he had his, like I guess, cameo, you would say, or I, I don't know if it's considered a cameo, but he played himself in like Crazy Rich Asians. He wasn't in Crazy That wasn't the movie. He was in... Was uh, oh, oh, always, be my, always Be My Baby. Always Sorry. Be my baby. That's, I, I love both of those movies and I get them confused. Well, that's different. That's Keanu. Are you, now, are you trying to say yeah. that? No, no, no. I, I, those, I watch them back actor. to back. I watch yeah. them back to back. So that's why I, I got yeah. confused there. Now, I feel Keanu now is a different actor. Yeah. But I feel like back then, his whole like deer in the headlights kind of uh, uh, this like a boy lost in the woods kind of just, you know, all this stuff is happening to me and, I can, and I'm just like, whoa. Like that, I feel was perfect for the Matrix. Where, whereas, like he's he's just like it. It also helps the audience that the protagonist is 
blank as Keanu because yeah. it would have been so dis- you nobody would have attached to somebody like I got it right now. It's like wait, I'm still trying to understand why we would be plugged in from our legs. Like what don't your right, legs not right. work? Like what's going on? It's like <laughs> right. and like kind of like that shit where you kind of like have people like even like with us like even though we've seen it a thousand times, I was still like I kind of like wait a minute this thing and you're spiraling out of, uh, spiraling out a little bit. Yeah. So if you have somebody who's like I got it and you're the audience like well now I'm behind. So right, I don't, yeah. I'm not there. But if you have somebody who's like, I, I don't get it. It's like, all right, well, we're only going to talk about surface level shit then. Yeah, and, and, we, and we can we can relate to that. Yeah. But also, I think they spend the first hour and 20 minutes it's a before the plot really starts. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. and they have to lay a ton of groundwork. Mm-hmm. And if they're, and, and I'll, be, I'll be honest, now that I've seen the movie a bunch of times and I understand the basis of it, that part is kind of slow to me now. Yeah. I think the first time, first few times I watched it, you know, it's much easier to be invested in that stuff. Um, but I think if if I had to focus on, okay, so we're batteries and we plug in, and then there's these programs they're trying to get us, and and it's and you know and it's somebody as charismatic as Will Smith, right? You know, it'd be hard for me to share Very, for that to share yeah. my attention. Whereas somebody like subdued like Keanu. I can just put the like okay he's I also there. I think Sean and Connery was supposed to be Morpheus too. Sean Connery, uh, that could have worked. Listen, Neo, yeah. <laughs> you gotta get back to the Matrix so you could slap around. Trinity. Might have worked. Might have worked. Yeah, <laughs> I don't think it would. Obviously, more. No, Lawrence Fishburne but, was perfect. But see, I, I I like that Keanu went from being like he transitioned with the character. I think in this mm-hmm. movie where he went from being the subdued deer in headlights, kind of like, like taking in a lot of information. Right Matrix though. As that guy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because a lot of Keanu's yeah. early work, he's pretty... Like, Bill and Ted, he's out there. He's yeah, not a yeah. blank slate. I mean, yeah. he's blank intelligently, but... Like, right, right. He's expressive and all that. But I... I look, I, I hate to be rude and, talk, and like stop the Keanu talk, mm-hmm. but there's a whole Nebuchadnezzar full of yeah, people yeah. that you have to talk about. <laughs> That's true. Uh, and mostly, more importantly, um, yes, uh, Carrie Ann Moss is Trinity. Mm-hmm. Also, kind of a blank slate, a little mm-hmm. bit. Yep. To kind Very of straight. Down the line. Yeah, right down the line. She gives me Legolas vibes. <laughs> not really. Not really flesh. Not just, really fleshy. Just hot chick being there. No, she's not a fleshed out. She's not no. a fleshy woman. She she's doesn't not pass that factual test. Her whole motivation is that she's supposed to fall in love with Neo. Yeah. yeah. That is yeah. the point of her. I character. think it's a very. Well, also the other female character died. So what was that interesting thing you told me about Switch? So Switch was originally conceived as. Uh, in the real world as a man, but in the Matrix world as a woman. Right, because Morpheus mentions that how you are in the Matrix is how mentally... A digital representation of you see yourself mentally. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like, that's why she was, like, kind of... She she stood out a little bit more than everyone else. She had, you know, dyed hair, wore all white. So I think it was was more of a concession on the Wachowskis not to do that, because it was 99, no one was... There was a lot, Nobody was ready for that conversation. Stuff. Nobody was ready yeah. for that shit, yeah. especially in the stuff. movie that they were talking about. Yeah, and also now it's a little bit more prevalent. Where you, it's kind of became a joke in like internet culture, where it's like, oh, you're talking to a girl online. It's probably some dude in his basement. But that's like, pretty to funny them, actually. To yeah. them, it was more of like, no, this is how he really perceives himself. Yeah, that's very yeah. interesting. Yeah. Like his his in his, well, in her mind, even though he presents as a she presents as a male. Sorry, I, I'm still. Trying to really the work it. The terminology is tough for me. Yeah, biologically, it's a male, but Because like I said before, I'm very so. dumb. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, so in the real world, she presents as a male, mm-hmm. biologically and physically. But 
in the Matrix where she has control, she's presenting her real self. Right. So, yeah. But I think at ni- 1998, 1999, when the Matrix came out, they're like, no. They weren't ready for that. They weren't, we're not ready, ready for, that. for that shit. Yeah. Uh, even though you got Hugo Weaving who played Priscilla Queen of the Desert, we can't, <laughs> we can't allow this shit out. Not in the same movie, Not in the same movie, which would have been great. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it's... It, and it leads to that whole thing of like they were starting they they had an idea who they really the Wachowskis mm-hmm. had an idea who they really mm-hmm. were and they were trying to express that through their art. Yeah, uh, we even brought it up in with V for Vendetta, which they helped create, helped write, and and set up where it's it's like something like whoever they present as is not who they say who is not who they really are. Right. And that was a similar concept. We have to yeah. kind of wake up from this oppressive right. uh, structure. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. But. Uh, let's talk about the real star. His name Cypher? Is Joey Pants. Yeah. Joey Pants Leon, baby. Yo, the Judas of the group. Yeah. I mean, you you really appreciate his performance, Mikey, because of how much... Because I, I know how much you hate Cypher. Oh, I loathe yeah. um, him as an actor because he always played... Like, Mikey he has a hard time determining real life. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, he's, Joey Pantoliano is a very nice man by all accounts. Jo- dude, that actor is the same level to me is like Paul Giamatti in the sense of like they they're so good at playing characters that yeah. you fucking hate yeah. that anytime I see them I'm like I fucking hate this guy you like Joey like Joey Pants in the Sopranos like I wanted to fucking like strangle him mm-hmm. like I wanted to be the one to kill him mm-hmm. um and and it stemmed Spoiler from the Sopranos <laughs> Well, well, I don't know. I, I, I didn't say. I didn't say he died. Yeah. I wanted to be. You said you wanted. You wanted to be the one who strangled him. Well, I'm sure everyone yeah. dies. I'm sure everyone dies in the Sopranos. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, Tony Soprano dies at the Sopranos. I, I think so. the mark of a good actor is for them, for you to see them in the real world and still hate them. Yeah, yeah. Like it happened with the guy who played uh, Walter Peck in Ghostbusters. Oh really? Uh, uh, William Atherton. He's yeah. like. He, he said, like, I couldn't go anywhere in New York City for the next three years because everyone called me a needle dick. That's so funny. <laughs> That's so, really cool. Yeah, so, and he played a bad guy. In Di- he played, you know, in Die Hard, he was an asshole, too. Yeah. So it was like, yeah. it's like, it, it goes to the it follows you. It goes to the actor. That's a typecast right there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think, uh, but I, what I really like about Cypher is how relatable his motivation was. To, yeah, know? to just... Like no, you're right. The yeah. real world kind of sucks. Yeah. You know, you're you're mm-hmm. dressed like you're wearing Kanye's newest fashion line. You know, you're eating crap. Mm-hmm. Right. You take all your orders from Morpheus, who if, if and from, you choose to have that facial hair. I know. <laughs> yeah, but that's like, how but, you see yourself. But going, but going like on what you were just about to say, like with Morpheus, it's like if you've been following him for this long, it's been Whoa. fucking dead end after dead end after for dead real. end. Like at a certain point. You kind of sided with him. I'm just yeah, like, I'm yeah. fucking tired of this, man. I choose to believe. It's like, bro, I'm here because you chose to believe. Yeah. And I ain't the one. So, uh, how many people are you going to drag onto the ship? How many of the ones are there, huh? Come on. <laughs> well, I'd be tight. Well, that's the thing. Like, yeah. how many How many times has he done that? Is there other people doing right. this? And more makes you wonder, like, why does Trinity trust this guy? Right. You know? Why how long has Trinity been Why have like so much it? faith at, with, right. at, in him, you know? It's crazy. Um, so but I, just imagine if that was Will Smith, is like you could you would just be like spiling on that whole thing, like right? It's like he, but Will Smith got it here. You can it. look at Neo, and and I can understand Cypher seeing this kid and be like him, you know? Yeah, that's so good. I get it. He's you know? just like he's just like the next level up from Mouse, essentially. Yeah, yeah like They exactly. kind of look like exactly. Yeah. And then you, then the whole imagine like, Morpheus thinking Mouse is right. The one. That's the thing. <laughs> he has to have looked at Apoc and be like, yeah. He's the, this is yeah. our guy. This, yeah. is, this is him. This is 
you know, the draft sound comes in. <laughs> uh, Tank and Dozer are dope, though. Tank and Dozer both were born outside of the Matrix. Correct. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. That's that's a really cool. Even thing. though the actor who played Tank got like blacklisted in Hollywood, why? Why? Is because that? he asked for a raise to the Matrix and like get the fuck out of here. That sucks. Yeah. That's why they killed him off. That's why they I brought Lincoln in the second yeah. one. Uh, okay, so we're about fifty-five minutes in. Fast went by very yeah, fast. Yeah, we could talk. I could talk a whole other hour about this movie. I remember looking I, at the time and being like, "Oh, eight minutes. Okay, cool." And then like yeah. five seconds later, it's yeah. like forty minutes. We I'm didn't like, even oh, talk no. about how much the action in this I movie will, changed action. Now you you've obviously said that the first time you saw it was in a movie theater. Yours is on VHS, same as mine. Now, the uh, this is gonna be tough because I think you may have said it. Like, do you remember the like when you first? Okay, okay, I. When you first fully, when you first understood what was going on, mm. it was eighteen. Oh, so you really remember? So you, oh yeah, <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wow. there, is, a, there, is there a moment when it just clicked? Click. Do you remember when it clicked for you that this movie wasn't just, oh uh, yeah, cool gun gun yeah. kick kick? Here we go, kissing the kissing the hot chick in the leather. Um, when was that moment where this movie is like, oh, it's a little bit deeper than I thought it was? There was a time period when I was 18. Um, I think I was either just about to graduate or like right after graduating high school where I made a conscious effort to re-watch movies that I had seen before I was like an adult and like re-watch them to appreciate it more. And uh, The Matrix was one. Fight Club was another. Um... And then I think it was like the movie Crash or something like that, where it was like, it was one of those movies where I watched it in school when I was like yeah. 15 or something like that. But then, you know, by the time I'm 18, I'm like trying to piece it all together more. And like, but like, yeah, 18 was when I was like, fuck, I appreciate this movie on a whole nother level now that I'm like an adult. I'm pretty dumb, so it was a slow trip. I've watched it 800 times. I've watched it 80 times. I think I've watched it so many times, I feel like every time I kind of get a little more and a little more. Okay. So I can't really point to one instance and, and, and where it all kind of came together. Even today. I don't yeah. know if that was something that you came up with on the spot when he was talking to the Oracle, or if that's something that you've he been watched, thinking about. He watched The Matrix yesterday, he's like, I'm going to fucking... Yeah. yeah. Fucking torch up Ronnie Mars at this point. This motherfucker spinning. Right. <laughs> was that something that you... No. I, oh, okay. I, I, a couple times ago, I... Because okay. I, I that triggered... That... That triggered the fucking oh shit moment for yeah. me, um, you know, where the... I think I made a reference to... Oh yeah, she says, that at one point the Oracle... Everything the Oracle says in there is is like very... Accurate. Multi-layered and yeah, You think Edgar yeah. Wright uh, saying the entire plot of Shaun of the Dead in, in one scene was <laughs> mind-blowing. She Major does it before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah so through the movie. Yeah, yeah she... Uh, oh. She pretty much says, uh, is like, sorry kid, you got the gift. But you're waiting on something, and he's like, well, "What do you mean?" He goes like, "I don't know, maybe another life." And in later in the movie, he dies, comes back with another life, and he's the one. Oh no no! So she she says, um, "It's not gonna happen. Maybe in your next life, yeah, kid." Yeah, that's what. It and is. then yeah. and then she also says like, at a certain point, I think it's like between like you and. You and somebody else, like you're go- like somebody's Morpheus. going to die. Oh, she, she says, says Morpheus. Morpheus yeah. So she says like you are Morpheus, and one of you have to die. Yeah, she's like he believes in you so much, he's going to sacrifice his life. Right. You're gonna have to make the choice if if he's gonna kill himself for you, yeah. and that's exactly what happened. Yep. Yeah. Okay. But uh, so yeah, it was a slow drip. I always appreciated the action. There, this the, the action in this movie has been 
stolen, has been, you know... Bastardized. Bastardized. Some people do oh, a really good... By the way, if anyone hears that, it's the wind. It's outside. the wind. Yeah. Some people do a really good job like, uh, and take a lot of really good inspiration from it. Other people just see slow motion. and slow. The idea of slow motion in action movies, right. which is something that has become just almost expected, completely ubiquitous in the entire industry, this movie... I mean, I mean, at least in in Hollywood, right? Yeah. John Woo did it, be- but did also it first, this but... this wasn't technical slow motion. This was thousands of little cameras right. taking pictures. Yeah, this was right. the first time. Bullet time, I should well, say. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like even the idea, this the the martial arts in this movie is not something American movies were doing. And they kind of they kind of died after a little while too. They yeah, when you got, it, your, like, got it got oversaturated it got because oversaturated. so many people, people tried to do, do it. it as well. But like this was also one of the first movies where you had. Like you said, like the tiny cameras, like you had rotating cameras around a fight scene mm-hmm. that wasn't really prevalent that much in Hollywood. Right. And that became something that's like, even now, so hard to do correctly. Right. To do well. And yeah. they fucking did it in four different fight scenes. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. And now even, it's happening again, where like John Wick changed action, changed how we view action. You have movies like Atomic Blonde and Anna and movies like that that do a good job do a decent job of mimicking that mm-hmm. but then you have a lot of movies that try but they what the common thread between the matrix and john wick is that it takes a lot of time and effort by the actor and the choreographers and mm-hmm. and the cinematographers and if you're not willing to do that it's not gonna it's not gonna work so what you're saying is that stunt coordinators need oscars too absolutely yes absolutely <laughs> if i cared about oscars yes yeah. i would say um, yes Okay. All right. So All right. yeah, we're you're ready to. I well, here's the thing. We're over an hour now. We right? are well over an we hour. We just hit an hour. Just hit an hour. Okay. Um, it would be dumb of me to say what score. Yeah. You think this movie is? I, what I will say is, between what movie and what movie does this place in the Hall of Fame? Okay. Um, we already know it's in there. It's already, already in there. Like, in the I'm thing. not even nominated because it's in, there. Like, it's in it's, there. I'm sorry, Brian. If you would have... I wasn't saying anything. <laughs> I know, uh, but would you have put this movie in the Hall of Fame on your own? Yes. Okay, cool. So we're all yeah, in, that's why I'm saying like, agreement. Okay. What what movie is it go right into? Like, does it go in front of something? Or does it go behind something? Like, what do you think? Well, let's go over our Hall of Fame again because a lot of it is honestly just movies Weird. that I like. Yeah. So a lot, I'm responsible <laughs> for a lot of them. Terminator Two. Terminator Two. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Spider Man Two. Spider Man Two. Die Hard. Die Hard. Willy Wonka's Chocolate Factory. Yeah. Is is Goodfellas in there? Goodfellas is in there. Yeah. Uh, think um. We have to, like I said, we have to really lock this shit down. It's been seven years. We should prepare for something. Oh, we put Empire Strikes Back in Empire there. Empire Strikes Back, yeah. yeah. I, th- I don't know if we put Star Wars as a trilogy itself there. I don't think we did. I think we just put Empire. Because I think we put Lord of the Rings as a trilogy in there. Oh, interesting. So uh, yeah. There. Wow. Okay. So we have eight movies right there. And The Matrix. Um, oh, and Indiana Jones. I think oh, Indiana Indy- Jones trilogy is in there as well. The whole trilogy? I think, yeah. Okay. I mean, that second one is really dragging us I'm down. I'm wondering, like, did we just put Raiders in there? I think yeah. Raiders and Last Crusade. And we put Last Crusade as well? Yeah. Okay. Um, so that gives us nine movies, and I'm sure there's a couple more. Probably. Right? Um, I would put it somewhere between, like, Terminator and Die Hard to me. That's what I was going to... That's yeah. why... Because I was going to say, like... As enjoyable as Die Hard is, is a better action movie than Die Hard. Yeah. As, uh, but it's not as technologically impressive as Terminator Two is. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Terminator 2 was in 1992 doing better effects than The Matrix still did. And cra- crazy. Yeah. And plus, the heady, the heady stuff is important, but it, some, it can also weigh it down. Yeah. You can yeah. kind of skip that shit. Yeah. You could fe- literally go to like an hour and 20 and be fine. Right. And now, and like I was saying before, now that we've seen it so many times, like our brains kind of did that. Yeah. We really checked in once yeah, you the, the we plot were, We were more talking up. to ourselves than we were really... Yeah. Like, it was just more of a pressure of our mind of what was going on. Right. But that's... I don't think that's a knock on the movie. I think it's just saying something about how many times we've seen this movie. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, do you put it above The Lord of the Rings? Yeah. I think yeah, so. I think I do, too. You don't, Mikey? Gross. No. Uh, I, so, I have an ongoing list in my on my letterbox that is... Um, my top 25, like, favorite movies. I built it out in 2020, and I've kind of adjusted it here and there. Um, and it's 17th on my list oh, of shit. favorite movies of all time. Oh, wow. that's pretty, that's pretty what's, low. I thought it would be what's the, what's the three in front of it and the three behind it? Three in front of it is uh, Get Out, Winter Soldier, and Rocket Man. Okay. The three after it is Spaceballs, Spirited Away, and The Martian. I put it above Get Out for sure. Um, I would put it above Get Out. I put it above Winter Soldier in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I might put do it, that too. Was it? What was the other one? Rocket Man. I put, put it above Rocket, Rocket Man too. Yeah. I, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I like Winter Soldier a lot, but I'd put it above. I mean, I like Rocket Man too. Yeah, I love Rocket Man. I, I thought it was a great I, movie. Yeah. It got me into Elton John. Yeah, because Which before you I couldn't tell. Joel, yeah, because yeah, before I couldn't tell the difference between yeah. him and Billy so, Joel. I, I, I mean, my. I know, I know how much that hurts you. <laughs> the movies... You as did a, too, though, right? Oh, yeah. No, as, a yeah. as a kid, no clue. As, <laughs> as, as a, a kid, person, no kid. As, as a kid, I had no clue like, the difference right? between oh, them. I gotta tell you something off off mic, which I thought was fucking okay. hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, and, I mean, the beginning on my list, I think, is stacked, and it's is hard it, for me to... Is it higher than any, any Harry Potter? I don't have Harry Potter in my top 25. Ooh. Um, the only trilogy movies that I have is I have uh, Return of the King is my number one favorite movie of all time. That's the third one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Empire Strikes Back is number two. Mm-hmm. And then uh, The Fellowship of the Ring is number six. Wow, so Two Towers doesn't make it? No, not my top. Oh, that's crazy. No, it's, I, I, that's my favorite one of the three. I like that one too. It's yeah. my favorite one based on action, mm-hmm. but I think Return of the King is a more complete movie because it has such a great storytelling and action, and I think it wraps up everything so perfectly, and Fellowship of the Ring starts everything out so perfectly and has good action. Mm-hmm. So The Two Towers, to me, is just a good action movie. It's like the awkward middle child. It's the awkward middle one where I think the third one and the first one are better than the second one. Just a long road to walk down saying that was a boring movie. (laughs) But, uh... I know, he's right, he's right, he's right. Um, It's not not a right thing, it's an opinion thing. I know, but I... I I think the Two Towers told a great story. Yeah, we're uh, definitely spinning out of control. We are, let's let's stop. But yeah, no, um... The Matrix, you you should watch it. Yeah, yeah, definitely watch The Matrix, guys, because, uh... I don't think. Look, my favorite movie of all time is Ghostbusters. Yes, uh, it's not moving anywhere. No, unfortunately, I don't expect it I to mean, ever move. I mean, the the movies that are like my favorite movies of all time have really like the fandom has really let me down. Like Ghostbusters, the fandom? fandom. Oh, fandom. Oh, oh, oh. Like Ghostbuster fandom, Star Wars fandom. Yeah. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the only one that still holds strong. Yeah, because no, no, none of those nerds would be like, we know our place. <laughs> <laughs> it's like let's just chill. <laughs> but yeah, it. Uh, and, you know, certain other things. And, like, Marvel fandoms are is inter- an interesting thing. And also yeah. Batman fandom is weird and new. vile as well. Yeah. After, after this, I'm going to make a new list for 2020 of my One. top 2021 or no, 2022. No, no, no. 2022, what my top 25 movies of all time is. 
Um, I, I should say you guys should do the same thing and uh, see if I, you I can would, do I don't it. even know if I could, but I'd like to try. I mean, it, I have a group. It's, it's under Movie Mayhem Podcast. Yes, yes. So, yeah, you could, you could have a say in it. <laughs> or you could just make your <laughs> I, own. It, it could be a whole episode, us having our own. Just yeah. Just clicking around. Our top 25. <laughs> just going, we go over 25 movies and well, why it's If it there. wasn't 9 o'clock at night, yeah, it would possibly be a thing. I work at 8 in the morning. Yeah, yeah I do got to run so, yeah. very yeah. shortly. I gotta, guys, and I got to eat, too. Yes. So, guys, that watch sounds the like the shoot. <laughs> it's on HBO Max. I think it's on Peacock. I think oh, I it's on. I, think, I know Plus. it's on HBO Max. So yeah. I'll just yeah. give it HBO Max, um, and it's everywhere. Uh, yeah, and it's it's an amazing movie. It holds up. You know, I, I don't. I don't. I, I showed some it to things my that sister. Are like, yeah. yeah, I showed it to my sister uh, about a month ago. Mm-hmm. Blew her mind. She the, the the there is no spoon. She like melted in the chair. She was like, so "What that, is going that's on?" A, that's possibly one of my favorite like side grading mechanisms is Matt showing his sister. Whenever I hear whenever I hear the report, the the Liz report, the I'm Liz like, report. I'm like, you know what? Like this is pretty good. <laughs> Yo, she she absolutely loved it. She was cheering for Neo. She was shocked when he died. Yeah. She like. When, 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 yeah, spoiler. It's too late now. Yeah, oh, right? shit. When yeah. Morpheus We're is explaining everything minutes. to him, and he was like, uh, like the whole thing, she, yeah. she, her mind was blown from beginning to end. Yeah, the Liz Report is definitely a feature the that, I, Report, that I enjoy the most. Yes. Because my opinion, I don't, I don't really care about my opinion, because I, like, I know where I'm going to like <laughs> You it. already know? Yeah. I already know. I don't need to, I don't need to, like, impress myself. Right. But, like, for you, and for Mikey, and for all of our guests to, like, come in with, like, a movie, like, and especially, you know, seven years in. Like when we when we in our first season when we said, all right, enough of us picking movies mm-hmm. and let the people kind of pick the movies that I they want to bring in, yeah. because it adds a level of excitement. Because you fucking failed when we said, hey, watch Edge of Tomorrow. And you're like, I don't like it, and you're like, you only watched a half an hour. Yeah, or yeah. Parks like was supposed to watch. Daredevil we did watch and Daredevil, and, like, and so we're like, you know what? You picked the movie, right. so now it's on you, the person coming in. Yeah, except I didn't pick this movie. <laughs> Brian, no. Brian goes. Here's, Brian goes. Here's, to me, he goes. Are you doing anything on Friday? No, because like, I don't think so. It went He's down. like, we're you're watching The Matrix yeah. and we're doing this. Here's how it went down. I texted. Matt, I'm like, hey, Matt, do you want to do do you want to do the Matrix? It's like, yeah. And then like a day later, like, you think I should ask Mikey if he wants to do it? It's like, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> I was like, well, it's been seven years he's been trying to do this movie. Yeah. This, so, um, no, no, like with you, it's a little I'm, different I'm because kidding. you're more or less. <laughs> with the Matrix, is different because yeah. we know yeah. you're gonna want to. Yeah, do yeah. The I know, I know. But I was like, just, I was just kidding. If yeah. someone, someone, a newer guest comes to the show, we wouldn't we tell would, them like, hey, we're doing the yeah, Matrix. we're doing this. I It'd would be, like to request that I can come on and do three movies. Oh my god, like you, could, you act like you're not going to come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 no. I have three movies that I want to come on and talk about for the future. Oh my god, what are they? I want to do Moonfall. <laughs> you want to no. do I want to do Moonfall. I'm sorry. I want to watch that movie why? and I want to watch it with my friends. What if you watch it and okay. you don't like it? You're not then gonna... we'll talk about why we don't like it. What if it's mid? Okay, yeah. what if you... Do you oh, listen, like Roland Emmerich I movies? Like, I like Destruction movies, yeah. I like The war, the war, uh, the Day After Tomorrow. I like 2012. San Andreas? I, like San, I didn't see San Andreas. It's, it's the same, the same right, thing. The same. After that, I do want to see uh, The Unbearable Weight of... Of oh, talent, of talent. Nick, yeah, that's. Oh, that. yeah. Okay. And I'm I okay would love that. to do National Treasure with you guys. I don't know why you have never requested it. It's not like we've been. I'm, I'm requesting it right now. So you're putting it on air, so look, that we have to do it. Look for. I don't think at, he knows this podcast. Very look well. forward to those three movies going to be reviewed years. to us soon. One of those movies. <laughs> I like National Treasure. Anyway, guys, take it or leave it. Better than Indiana Jones. Ooh. And Book of Secrets this is, is also better than Indiana Jones. This is why Jones. we don't bring him in that often. That's why we usually cut it after an hour. No, for real. That is... 
That's the shoot. You want Sorry, guys. End, you want us to end our Matrix review on that? <laughs> yeah, Go do it. Night, Grandpa. Like, God damn. damn. Anyway, guys. Okay, here. Watch, watch Encanto. <laughs> it's a beautiful movie. Okay. Encanto is beautiful. Probably not, but we'll see. Go watch it. I'm going to watch it. Your fiancé will be happy that you could watch Encanto. She <laughs> asked me personally for to make you watch Encanto. Yeah. All right. I was saying this on the air. I will watch Encanto if Anna comes on and reviews the movie with us. All right. So Fine. you're not going to watch Encanto. So, but we'll... Yeah, uh... Not going to happen. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, guys, hit us up on Twitter, at Movie Mayhem Pod. Tell us about The Matrix. Tell us about movies you're excited about this year. We're sorry this took so long. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you can catch us on uh, Instagram at Movie Man Podcast, uh, yep. Movie Man Podcast gmail.com. Yep. On Letterbox, uh, we are Movie Man Podcast, which it was Movie Man Podcast, Matt and Brian, Movie Man. But I, oh. I, I edited that. So, yeah, uh, where could they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Dequats, um, and I think on Letterbox as MD, uh, as Dequat. So, Dequats on Twitter. And uh, Dequat on Litterbox. Dequat all around. On Litterbox. So thank you guys for seven years. Uh, yeah. We yeah. will try to do at least one more year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I can say this. In the foreseeable future, it may be a little bit spaced out because you boys getting crushed at work. Right. But I'm trying. <laughs> yeah. Know, we're trying to make it work. And, we'll uh, we'll, uh, we'll do what we gotta do. We're never gonna stop loving movies and loving right. talking to each other. About exactly, because it. it's not a review podcast. Nah. It's a conversation That's podcast. What it is. That's what it is. All right, guys. Peace. Right, bye bye.